can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. <laughs> oh my goodness. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the whole and none podcast with me words and my neighbor dje mr doughty fade on tonight's podcast jt gets dropped got some more bryson talk el pato's running from johnny law we'll hop on je's hollywood casting couch review hawaii preview the farmers little of this little of that hi johnny Hey, words. How are you? How the hell How are the you? How the hell are you? Hey, Wyatt. <laughs> um, I'm okay. Bad news today, though. Are you going to ask me how I am, motherfucker? Uh, <laughs> Fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I know how you are. We'll just get right into it. Uh, Tiger Woods announced today. He just... Uh, he announced it yesterday, but whatever. Yesterday? Yeah. Oh. It's, it still feels like... Still He's going under the team. knife for the fifth time on his back. He already had surgery. Yeah. yeah. Right after the PNC. Yeah. So Charlie, <laughs> I was Charlie, lit- like Charlie's back's the one that should be hurt, right? After that weekend. <laughs> I was going to ask if you had lashed out at Charlie online, like, this is our fault. <laughs> you what? made your dad play. God damn it. Dad, I want to play with Justin and Mike. Son, my I'm, back hurts. But I'm dad, not, it would mean a lot to me. I'm not ready, son. <laughs> dad! Yeah, you wanted to see the on-course meltdown, and I'm sure it just behind closed doors, he was like, if you don't fucking play with me in the PNC, I'm going to live with mom for good. <laughs> no. No. It's not Charlie's fault. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was crazy because all of a sudden, like, the news hit yesterday that, you know, apparently Tiger Woods underwent a fifth back surgery, and uh, it was a microdisectomy to remove, like, loose debris around a vertebrae, which... Honestly, it is pretty minor. You know, I know somewhat about that world a little bit. Yes, and, doctor. Uh, he goes in and just kind of cleans it up a little bit, just like having kind of a knee scope. Knee scope it's just, you know, your spine. your spine is a lot more <laughs> fucking important. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if you saw Rory came out yesterday when he was doing media, or maybe it was today. But, I mean, he, he had known that Tiger had had the surgery. Apparently he had it back on December 23rd, right before Christmas. So um, he's already – chipping and hitting some light golf shots so as much as as the second i heard that he had had another back surgery and and, you know everyone wants to jump to conclusions like oh fuck is he done now but i mean fuck i think this is this is just minor minor work and hopefully he'll be ready for uh augusta it is a bit ironic uh the timing of uh him letting people know he had the surgery the, the day after the most damning 90 minutes you could ever watch on anyone really yeah, it's like, oh. Tiger the Series Part 2 on HBO. Yeah, it's like, oh, this, fuck that. I'm going to have back surgery to take people's minds off this. Yeah. He, he was trying to run hard from that Perkins Waitress story. Yeah. Well, 
I didn't know it went down like that though. That they had gotten caught. He had gotten caught with that busty Perkins waitress. Uh, that far, kind of well, well before the story broke. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, and you know, the National Enquirer just kind of put like the fucking stock on him. So again, we're gonna wish Tiger fair, uh, well from his recovery and all that bullshit. But yeah, obviously, the part two. Have you finished it yet? Not all the way through. I okay. got like fifteen minutes left. Yeah, you're you're not missing much. They they I, literally I spin, knew the story from there. Yeah, they yeah. Who doesn't know the story? But. Uh, uh, it was funny because I guess National Enquirer kind of put him on the radar with the Mindy Lawton thing was like the first thing. Mindy Lawton. Of course. Come on. That's not the first time her name's been uttered <laughs> on this show. Um, but yeah, they had that like grainy fucking like gr- uh, parking lot footage of him like rolling into the like behind a fucking Lowe's or something, you know, and like the black Escalade, the same Escalade that he wrecked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the P.I. picks up a discarded tampon that she had. Woo. Yeah, I was hoping that he'd say condom, but whenever I found out that it was a discarded tampon, I was like, well, of course Tiger just wants to fuck. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Hey, you ain't you ain't going to make me shy. You know, honestly, by the the pictures of Mindy Lawton, it's like, okay, I, I get that fetish. It's like Tiger wants to be with like a, you know, slightly older, kind of weathered-looking pancake waitress, but still <laughs> fucking her. Still, oh, that old. Still fucking her when she's— That uh, old niche. <laughs> when it's that time of the month. That is disgusting, Tiger. Hey, he's a, he's a very busy man. He's got to get it in when he's got to get it in. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, Mindy, I'm down the street. Uh, well, Tiger, it's that time of the month. I don't care. What I guess I had forgotten or maybe kind of overlooked is just— what a what an attentive lover Tiger is. I mean, like all fifteen women thought that they were just the most special person in his life, and that he just truly did love them. Oh, they were truly upset that there were that many others. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I thought Tiger really loved me. And and how about that? They still only think that there was f- only fifteen girls that were like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. hey, that's the that's like the one good thing that documentary did is it sure painted Tiger out to be kind of like oh poor guy he had a was forced to play golf. He didn't know how to interact. He couldn't be himself, so he lived a secret double life, triple life. They said he lived like, you know, seven different lives at one time. But it's like and then they just like could cut anyone out of his life. Yeah, exactly. Completely. Sorry, Stevie Williams. Well, it, you stay on the bag with Adam Scott. See how that did you. Yeah, and, and that was kind of the other thing. It's like that that friend of his, you know, the girl that was like, you know, it's like all of a sudden when he goes through this stuff, he just stopped talking to me. And it's like Bitch, you got ugly. (laughs) Sounds to me like he might have been fucking you, like tail end (laughs) of college right before he turned pro, and you're just bitter. You sound a lot like that one really short-haired girl that was crying. (laughs) It's like, hey, okay, you're either rich or you were like a a good lay because that's the only reason he kept you around as long as he did. (laughs) Once he had money for himself, he fucking moved on. You're gone. (laughs) But I, I did say, you know, or see, I guess, you know, they ended the first episode with, with Rachel Ucatel sitting there like, Okay, so what do you want me to talk about? Oh, just looking scary as fuck. She looked like a weathered, like, former the, former pro wrestler. With the prison yard tat, like, <laughs> right there on her hand. Her forehead looked like Rafael Lovato Jr. It, it was so weathered. <laughs> just just re- from being on the mat wrestling for yeah, years. She she had so many injections and fillers in her face. And, and and that's what sucked. It's like, you know, that took away like I enjoyed them going back and showing the older videos of her like with paparazzi like oh crazy paparazzi following her everywhere cuz she was fucking hot back in like 2009 when this whole fucking thing went down. Sure. And so 
it just goes to show you what 11 years does to someone when they're in their like early 30s. It's like, Jesus, 31 to 41 is a big deal for women. <laughs> yeah, aside, no, aside, no, no. aside from my gray hair, I don't look a day over 23. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Oh, man. No, but uh, hey, cheers. I will say the documentary fell flat for me. I knew every single thing that happened. And like we mentioned last show, the best thing that I got out of that was seeing Tiger just literally <laughs> as happy as, as anyone could ever be when he's like playing the fucking saxophone on his, his back, yes. like at his first girlfriend's house. <laughs> Other than that, it was, it was just, you know, the same old shit, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, I would watch like 10 more episodes of like the exact same thing, but yeah. At the end of the day, if they really wanted to do it big, they should have done it like the last dance and broken it out into like an eight piece. Just about yep. him fucking girls. Yeah. And the other thing, yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> the other thing too, though, it's like we didn't get really any insight from outside of his like high school girlfriend and then, you know, Earl's buddy, the fucking golf pro. Yeah. He was the best one on the show by far. Other than that, it all the Earl's people two that buddies. they had that talked. Yeah. Earl's other buddy. Well, um, it's because anyone else is like, oh, you want you want to do this tiger? Yeah. I wouldn't be expecting a Christmas card from him anytime soon. Th- that or Tiger's already got to all the real people, the people that know the real dirt, like NDAs all over the place. I love his line to Rachel. Also, like your lawyers called me, or my lawyers are going to call you for a settlement, non-disclosure. Just, just get as much money as you can. <laughs> like just, I don't know. I really do love you. Like <laughs> I have to go on with my bullshit, for, like fake life that I've been living forever, and there's no way that you and I can be together, even though I love you. Like, what do you think that did cost Tiger? I guess Elon ended up getting allegedly like one or two hundred million. Yeah, which honestly, at the time, I remember it being more than that. Like, I thought she was going to get like four hundred because, you know, he had become the first athlete that had been, you know, supposedly worth a billion dollars. And, you know, she moved out of the house only to move back in, demolish it, and build a bigger one. It's like, fuck you, Tiger. I'm going to do whatever I want with this money. But, I think I said this last week too. I forgot how hot Elon was. Oh like, yeah, she was really hot, and she just must have just been an absolute wet blanket around the house because she fucking. I, I don't. Is that called victim shaming? Oh no, no it's not like a crime took place. He just cheated on his wife. That's right. But with like two hundred women, and only apparently fifteen of them came out and said something about it. You know. <laughs> Uh, I got to think that if he's fucking a Perkins waitress, he's probably got even darker skeletons than that. Yeah, there definitely could have been an entire episode with that Vegas kind of like VIP hostess slash mistress. They could have dug in there a little deeper. Yeah, and and of course, like towards the tail end, in the the documentary, and I'm not ruining any of this for you, but oh yeah, by the way, he ends up coming back and winning the Masters in 2019. (laughs) What an amazing athlete by. It's like, come on. Give the guy his fucking respect. Greatest comeback of all time, no matter what. And yes, that was mentioned maybe a little bit, but I just thought that they did try to drag Tiger's personal life under the rug, and that was obviously the focal point of the move of the of the two part documentary. One, how shitty of a childhood he had because Earl and Tito were fucking crazy. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> and then two, because of them being fucking crazy, he fucked way too many girls out of uh, outside of his marriage. So. It wasn't his fault. (laughs) Long story short, Tiger is innocent. Yeah, just like a lot of other things I've said, and we'll talk about another guy who's innocent later in the show, but 
yeah, uh, documentary. I'll give it. I'll give it a fucking two out of five. Yeah, same. So is that all the Tiger talk? Well, I do wish him the best in his recovery. I think he's going to probably be good enough to go for the Arnold Palmer, and that'll be his one tune-up he plays before the Masters. You think so? so? I was going to ask. Do you think he'll play the Masters this year 100%? I think he's 100% playing the Masters, and I think he'll even play the Arnold Palmer as a tune-up before he does that. Because, shoot, he's he's already had surgery. He's three days from being a month out. I would imagine three months is all he needs, and so sometime in March he'll be – I don't want to think he'll be at 100% then, but I do think he's got enough time to be ready to go for the Masters. We'll have plenty of... Uh... Just stay off the fucking Vicodin, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't go through Ambien, that again. Yeah. You know, Vicodin and Ambien, we're fucking lucky he, he's still alive. I completely agree. And, you know, I, I'm sure... Again, I don't know how far you got. I, I guarantee you saw this part, but... When he's standing up on the police car, when he's trying to tie his shoe, oh <laughs> basically n- nods off asleep like two different times, or if he's even asleep, but trying to tie his shoe, it seemed like it took him about <laughs> like three, four minutes. <laughs> Zoics. So, anyways, I'm glad he's gotten past that. He's a better man, and again, I hope he stays away from the narcotics for his recovery in this deal. Amen. All right, moving on to another dastardly deed jt gets dropped as a brand ambassador from ralph lauren thoughts on that well we we touched on it last week he kind of said the one f word you can't say even even in in golf when they got the hot boom mics going you can say fuck all you want just ask tiger just ask john rom um ask fuck any any of those guys ralph lauren is gay No, Ralph Lauren. <laughs> Ralph Lauren, I saw was voted as like the number one place the, to work for L- the, the LGBT gayest straight man ever. LGBTQ community. Ralph Lauren's a G. Uh, the maybe the coolest like five four dude ever. Yeah, uh, I I don't know honestly. Maybe that's why they like JT because he's built the same way. But could be. Um, that's an interesting take. Yeah, uh, but I his know. apology was a little half hearted, right? I mean, he just kind of. I'm sorry. I'll be better. I'll be better. I expect better myself. I never use that word. I promise. Yeah, right. And then he runs off to play in Abu Dhabi where, you know, obviously homosexuality is a crime. I thought that was kind of a weak move. <laughs> Maybe he's going to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the place for me. I, I got it. He's going to make up his, like, his yearly fee with Ralph Lauren just with his appearance fee to play in this fucking tournament, I bet. Because, I mean, they're, they they got to be paying him over a million dollars easy to just to show up for this deal. It's, that's Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah. They're fucking rich, man. Yes, they are. Uh, which I think Rory's playing in that deal too. It's the opening. It's a big tournament. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I do think that it, it might just be an easy way for Polo to get out of paying him more money. You know, I think his deal was going through twenty twenty two. I was trying to get financials on it, how much he actually made. I can't think he makes a ton from that. It's like obviously nowhere in the realm of like what Tiger and Rory are making off their clothing deals, but. I would think that let the fucking dust settle for three, four months, and he'll sign the next biggest clothing deal with probably anyone, which, you know, Rom just signed with Travis Matthew. I think Rory, or I think JT is up to probably be the next Nike guy, or surely not Adidas, but... How about Loudmouth? Like, <laughs> yeah, kind could, of a 180 turn. Yeah, start <laughs> gain gain 100 pounds. Start looking like JD. I am a little interested what he will wear tomorrow. What do you think, if you had to bet? 
if it was me, I'd just wear my old shit that I got for free from Ralph Lauren and just put tape over it. Fuck Say, you. Fuck, yeah. So you saying I can't wear this? You <laughs> gave it to me, bitch. It's just the polo logo X'd out. <laughs> yeah. Make it like instead of riding a horse, he's riding a fucking like camel. Just make the legs longer. No, I uh, I don't know. I, I do think it'll be something where you just – it won't have any logos anywhere, I would think. You know, he, he's going to wear something that you can't tell what the fuck he's wearing. At least that's my guess. Good deal. Well, switching gears to Bryson, I don't even know where he was uh, interviewed, but he had more comments this week, kind of excuses as to why he shit the bed at Augusta, and uh, his answers included poor gut health and um, an overworked frontal lobe, which, you know, that happens to me often, so I can definitely sympathize with him there. Uh, Poor gut health, I mean, I think we can all... We've all been there. I mean, <laughs> That's what happens when you fucking like, gain, you know, 50, 60 pounds in a in a year and a half, right? Eat six protein shakes in one round. I mean, God. I had poor gut health uh, this past weekend whenever I drank all day on Saturday and Sunday watching football. <laughs> That's That was my poor gut health. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk about mine. <laughs> well, on the same page as Bryson, though, I mean, Jesus Christ, have you seen Danny Lee lately? No. Oh, my God. He has been doing the same. You know, I think Danny Lee has been virtually unheard of ever since he had that, like, 12 putt on the last hole of the – was a U.S. Open? Or it might have been – it was one of them. It was a major, I think. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Because he WD'd after that. Yeah. And uh, I think he's li- – I, I follow him on Instagram, of course. Um, I've been – I've been following everything he's doing. He's posting a lot of heavy lifting, heavy workout videos, and he even posted a TrackMan shot. He is swinging at uh, the club head speed he's getting right now is about 125 miles an hour. He's flying at about 325. Danny Lee. Danny Lee is bulking up, and I, he posted a video today out in Palm Springs hitting a shot, and he looks fat as fuck. He looks just like Bryson. Oh, I love it. Literally. Danny Lee, who probably weighed like 160 pounds. Maybe. He's got to be – he's on the same thing. He's doing the same thing Bryson's doing. So um, it was it was a pleasure to see just a chubby, kind of thick, bulked-out Danny Lee hitting balls today. That's awesome. I mean, we we knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know, like, kind of which golfer was going to be the first one to kind of do the Bryson, the Bryson method besides me and you. I think Danny Lee was like, oh, I just need people to stop talking about that meltdown I had at the U.S. Open, so I'm going to get fat. (laughs) I'm going to get fat and lift weights and just bomb it. (laughs) Yeah, I overshot Bryson, and I landed on somewhere like right at Miguel Miguel and Hel Jimenez, just like all gut. Hey, but flexible. Uh, Yeah, just good turn back and just follow that belly on through. And drinking way too much wine. Yeah, I'm going to drink the red wine, more of that. That's never been an issue. I'm going to start smoking cigars again. I'm pretty close on the ponytail. I need that ping visor. And, uh, yeah, what else? I'm there. I like it. All right, what else? Should we take a hop on your casting couch? Uh, J.E.'s casting couch? Sounds, sounds relaxing. Mm, cozy in. What do we got here? Uh, Betty White. God love her. She turned 99 this week, J.E. That's awesome. She was definitely an old G gilf, like back on the Golden Girls, yeah? Yeah, it, it reminds me of like the uh, uh, in Grandma's Boy, whenever the, the grandma is like, I once gave Charlie Chaplin a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I wonder, I wonder the laundry list of names that Betty White's gotten with. 
Well, she wasn't even the promiscuous one on Golden Girls. It was that, uh, oh, that skank Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> she was fucking everything down in Miami. She was. She was. A good, I mean, I think that. She's the Tiger Woods of her day. Yeah, but you're right. Betty White was kind of more the sweet, like, innocent one, while yeah, Blanche. was kind of the airhead. <laughs> Blanche probably, like, had a gangbang with Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> I bet Arnold Palmer ran through Blanche. Let's tie this back in the golf. Arnold Palmer definitely fucked Blanche from Golden 100%. Girls. <laughs> She's a hot older lady. Oh, yeah. And horny as fuck. <laughs> well, happy birthday to Betty White. And yeah, I, I'm sure. God Blanche. bless her. 99. I bet I haven't looked into it yet, but I bet she's had to have outlived all those other Golden Girls, so R.I.P. to the rest of them. <laughs> At least I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, nice assumption. <laughs> Blanche probably died of AIDS. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to touch that. We're just going to move right on to another guy who's had his fair uh, – Fair share of experience with actresses. Phil Spector, ooh, convicted murderer. Um, he passed away this week from COVID complications in prison. There's not really much to talk about here, but he does have two of the most epic mug shots that I've ever seen. And uh, we posted a picture of him on Instagram before, so. Yes. And, you know, that that's what sucks is, you know, one convicted felon dies in prison from COVID. Another one is left tragically to die there in prison. Joe Exotic didn't get pardoned, goddammit. <laughs> were, you, were you banking I, on I that? I literally, last night, I've never felt so pathetic. I was updating my Twitter, and all I was looking for was Joe Exotic pardon and Pre President Trump pardon list. And it finally came out. I was still awake. It was like 11.50 uh, p.m., and the, the pardon list comes out. And I'm, like, updating still, and I'm like, okay, they pardoned Lil Wayne. He pardoned Kodak Black. Why the fuck didn't he pardon Joe Exotic? But I guess... Because he's guilty? Well, yeah, he's guilty, but I don't know if you saw they had, like, a fucking badass stretch limousine, like, on standby waiting for him. Yeah. And then they were going to... He he wasn't going to meet with any media until he had his hair and makeup done. Maybe Trump just didn't want the, the fact that Joe was probably going to turn another, like, 19-year-old kid to drugs and uh, his lifestyle Are you on his conscience. <laughs> Uh, and, and end up accidentally killing himself, like his former uh, husband, Travis Maldonado. <laughs> I know everyone's name. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe didn't get pardoned, but uh, R.I.P. Phil Spector, you piece of shit. You can still write Joe a letter, I'm sure. Become pen pals with him. If I send him a picture, <laughs> send him a picture of me when I was like 14, he'd be like, Hey, <laughs> he's down at Big Mac, and he'd fucking love to talk to your ass. Hey, Joe, I'm going to just lie and act like this picture of me 20 years ago. Has anyone told you you look just like Freddie Mercury? <laughs> you are gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hawaii. Yeah. All right, tournament recap. You ready? Kevin Na won. You know, just one of these days, I'd like for Kevin Na to do that little bullshit walk-in move and it not go in. <laughs> Like he d he started doing that. I don't know if you saw in the back nine. Like he he did have a pretty impressive back nine. He was kind of just lingering around, wasn't really in the mix, and then he birdied four of his last six or seven holes to kind of take that thing. And two of the the birdies were fairly close, but he did the bullshit walk in deal again. And every time he does that, though, it is in the, in the heart for the most part. So 
I've given Kevin not a lot of shit uh, throughout the past couple of years, and it's probably not entirely justified. So much of it comes from the fact that he used to be so fucking slow, and not a winner one, and completely slow. Um, and he has put a lot of those issues behind him. It was mental. I mean, you remember he used to have that trigger at the top, mm-hmm. and he would just stop his golf swing like dead cold and have to restart. Um, but he's put a, a lot of those issues behind him. He's been on tour since he was 17, so that's 20 years now. It took him a really long time to get his first win and an even longer one to back it up. But now you look up and he has four wins in the past four seasons. So you got to kind of tip your cap to him, uh, even though I still like if he's like tracking f- to be a Ryder Cup favorite. I just I, it's, it's no, gonna be, it's going to be painful. Well, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you, I agree with you. Yes, he has put the problems behind him. But when you talk about his success lately, he he's got as many tour wins now on the wins on the PGA Tour as Ricky Fowler. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Um, five, which four, like you said, four have come in the last four four years or four seasons. But uh, congrats to Kevin Na. Um, the golf course kind of did set up for him. Uh, another big story this week was Chris Kirk, who who got uh, he he was on the last start of his major medical exemption, and he needed a, a three way tie or for third or or better to retain his card. He finishes tied for second. So. Um, another guy that's put some demons past him. I got to think after that victory, he maybe had to hop back on the wagon or <laughs> fall off the wagon, I guess. Uh, Cause you know, he did have an issue with alcohol and dr- maybe some drugs. Is that right? Depression. Yeah. Oh, and then maybe you shouldn't touch that, but uh, get in line. He did. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Maybe I need to go to rehab and I'll be better at golf. Um, anyways, uh, it was pretty impressive because it was the last start of his major medical, and so now he's going to have status for the rest of the season, um, kind of yeah. locking up his tour status, which he's a good player. I Very mean, cool I don't, story. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, if oh has a has a good rattle off year another one this rolling year. Rolling for you know maybe maybe just have a good year, but you know he's pretty open about his issues, so that's cool, and I don't want to make too much fun of him for that. Um, you know, I just wish he was like cool like Matt Every, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, uh, you know, it's cool. He's That's sober. I just wish he, you know, fucking drank and did drugs. <laughs> so I, I do think that was probably – Kevin not winning, obviously, that trumps, trumps most of it, but it was a feel-good story seeing Chris Kirk do that. But, you know, he tied for second. Yes. And the guy he tied with was my boy Joaquin Neiman, who yeah. is on fire to start the season. You know I noticed? <laughs> you, you did? Yeah. Yeah. It, I've it, been dreading this fucking – conversation for a while well now. his girlfriend uh you know they i think that i don't know where they flew to maybe they were going back to chile he's playing in abu dhabi oh that's what it was okay so uh they had to f- take seven different flights yeah, to get there uh which yeah. is crazy and literally the other side of the world from hawaii yeah and so uh i gotta think the kid the kid needs some sleep and i don't know how well i like his chances there in abu dhabi but if he was staying here in fucking california i would have rolled ran it right fucking back that's what Kevin Na's doing. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, so Joaquin, you know, of course, red hot start for him. He's all the way up to number 25 in the world. He's number three in the FedEx Cup. So um, forget all these young the young guns. I, I heard this week this is the first time in uh, possibly ever that there have been five players under the age of 23 years old in the top 25 in the world. So you've got Joaquin in 25. You've got Sung J.M. in there in the top 20. Then you've got... Uh, Wolf and Victor both inside the top 15, and then Colin Morikawa is all the way down there at number four. So it's pretty fucking impressive what youth movement that you and I have been talking about for two fucking years now is, is completely t- 
taking the golf game by storm. Yeah, so. I do love to see it. Um, as far as other notable finishes, words any any other guys that you wanted to talk about as far uh, as the I'll just go down my picks. Uh, Abe answer got me nada. Nada. That's how they say it in Mexico. Cam Smith, God love him, played like absolute dog shit on Sunday. So my team mullet was a complete failure. And uh, Berger continued where he left off for me last season, and that was basically the only bright spot in a very dark, dark place. Well, Berger, Berger did have two 64s on the week. I mean, he played great. Uh, this was just a place where people were going low. I mean, Kevin Na's 61 in round three is kind of what propelled him to that victory. So can't can't be upset with a, a T7 finish from Berger. A lot of guys were on, you know, as we mentioned, I, I picked Joaquin, another runner-up finish. So that was my big money payer there. Um, Webb Simpson was in there at the top four. He was a, another great performance for him at the Sony. He seems to always fucking do it right there. And then Colin Morikawa quietly with a top seven finish as well. So, But a bitchy purse. A bitchy purse. And you mentioned the guy, Nick Hardy, last week, the guy who pissed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who pissed his pants at like a, what was that that he was doing when he pissed his pants? I don't remember. But he was a Monday qualifier. He finished. Oh, yeah. he, he finished tied for 14th. So good for him getting into the tournament and then making the most out of it. He finished with 113 thousand dollars. So good for the Monday qualifier. Not only do you fucking travel to Hawaii to get to chill out for a while, you make more than a lot of people make in a in a year uh, with a good round of uh, four rounds of golf. So yep. And uh, we, I called out Leishman for being a, a recluse lawnmower man, and uh, you said that he was lazy. And that that did not backfire at all. Well, uh, Mark finished T four pretty pretty solid. Uh, outside of his first round sixty six, he finished with three straight sixty five. So, and another thing I thought was crazy: Chris Kirk, four rounds, all four rounds sixty five. Can't really argue with that. Shit. All right, let's go look at the league leaderboard. As far as the league leaderboard is concerned, we had some good finishes. Words, I was in there in the top ten this oh, week. Oh, you were. Go, <laughs> I, I finished. I finished T eighth. I won eight hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Got a shout out. My guy I was tied with Andrew Ward. In front of us though, Boren touched me. Yes, coming right back into things. I can't believe we didn't mention that team name last week. Also, I mean that's obviously top 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 shelf. Well, you know he was there last year. It just he didn't pick half the time, so we just kind of forgot about him. He says he's on the ball this year. Exactly, though, yeah? exactly. So Narf Boren touched me in there at number seven. Uh, the commish bounces back from a shitty start of the season. He finished six. Good shot, bud. Which is Zach Holland in there at number five. What's for dessert? Joe Hendricks at number four. Hybrids number three. Chris Gilbert, three Jack City, number two, and Vernon Greens, Tom Tasia with a T1. Touch. Which is crazy because that's going to move Tom all the way up from number six to number one. Burning Greens, a two-year veteran in this league. And then we got the LBBC crew running things again, except it's Ryan Regans again. He's still a number, number two. Billy Baru, Bill Parker hangs at number three. Up from number eight to number four is Brian Shones. Um, and then Rhett Mason's there at number five. I got a shout out Chapo. He jumped into the top 10. He's now number six and Dr. Sketch moved up from number nine to number seven. Yeah, um, dropping one spot, yeah, the beta soy boys Walker. <laughs> He's still in the top 10 at number eight, Ross Gilbert at number nine. And, uh, got it. Got to give a shout out to McQueen, Zach McQueen. He didn't make his picks. So he falls from number four to number 11. Yeah. We gave him a shout out last week and no picks. Um, He's on it this week, though, surely, right? Surely. We'll text Chapo. Make sure he's on it. Yep. 
words and, and again i don't like to shout out anyone that's not inside the top 10 but i'm at number 13 so <laughs> hopefully i stay there but i also i, I did want to shout out a couple guys big fucking movers we had a guy that jumped 82 positions after his picks this week three jack city chris gilbert jumps 32 or i'm sorry jumps 82 spots so uh just shows you what one good week of picking can do for you in the standings go get don't get down on yourself if you're picking like shit put your nose to the grind and fight god damn it you can go ahead and tell them, give them the update of where it, words is. Oh, yeah, you? <laughs> oh, I almost forgot about you. Um, words, you're at 103rd. What's the name? Uh, Kate Jenner's Tea Box. Thank you. You fell from 99 to 103rd, which, again, it's early. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's um, no reason to. <laughs> there's no reason to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's a no. long season, dude. I mean. As you know, you bagged on me all year last year, so I'm just not going to do that to you this year. Oh, yeah? Unless I get way out ahead and then just <laughs> like, okay, I definitely can't lose this. <laughs> but through two tournaments, I'll take I'll take uh, the position I for show. I cannot fucking believe I didn't take DJ in the tour championship. <laughs> God damn it. Well, uh, perfect. So that, that kind of wraps up the, uh, the fantasy standings. Good deal, Johnny. One spot of golf news we did not touch on was former Masters winner Angel Cabrera, also known as El Pato, was arrested in Brazil and extradited back to Argentina. All right, for this segment, we want to welcome in a very special guest. You may know him from his work on 107.7, the Franchise Morning Show, Soonerscoop.com contributor, but more recently named the 2020 Influence of the Year by 405 Magazine. Fuck yeah. Longtime league player, but more importantly, he leads El Pato's army, Eddie Radosevich. <laughs> Eddie, how we doing? What's up, guys? How are we? Oh. Yeah, that, that's not like the best thing to be carrying around right now, is it? <laughs> ah. Just like 2020, it builds you up and just knocks you down. I, I could see 2021 being the year that I get canceled anyway, so uh, it might as well go down with the ship early. Well, Eddie, I think you said it best when I reached out to you about coming on is, you know, innocent until proven guilty, right? <laughs> I'm part of the army anymore. I'm, I got to get out. I got to change the uh, – uh, I got to change my nickname in the league because it's not a good look to be uh, supporting. It's like I would – I might as well go out and buy an Aroldis Chapman. Jersey as well when I'm when, I, when I'm uh, when I'm supporting it. So uh, my my best memories of Angel Cabrera are obviously uh, him ripping cigs up and down the uh, fairways at uh, Oakmont, and then uh, what was it, 2007, and then 2009, and uh, the Masters. So uh, yeah, things have changed over the last 10 years. He's in uh, a little bit of trouble. He needs a he's a good defense lawyer. I know that. Well, uh, you know, I, I just told words a little bit ago. We were hoping that Joe Exotic was going to get pardoned yesterday, and I looked <laughs> up both Argentina and Brazil kind of have, you know, I, I believe they're called like republics or they have presidential-type similar governments. Maybe we can just get him pardoned. I, I don't know. I don't think he did it. I think he's innocent, just like Robert Kraft's innocent from getting a hand job down at the uh, Orchids of Asia there in Florida. But the setup is all. As long as you get bit, uh, as long as you don't have video of it, I guess he could probably have a pretty good uh, defense. Isn't that what uh, Robert Kraft did? Or I guess he had a bunch of money there too. <laughs> well, fuck, El Pato has probably got to be one of the richest guys in Argentina, right? I love how they uh, when when they made the arrest or whatever. It's like, yeah, he was found in a uh, upper class area of Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, <laughs> right. There's probably a mountain of cocaine on a on something in, the, in his building. 
I was going to say, I bet the, his prison situation is a little more like Pablo Escobar. He's probably like at some four seasons somewhere just with his feet kicked up. If he wants to be in prison in Argentina, it's because he wants to be there. <laughs> Eating lobster tail. It's like, oh, what would you like for dinner tonight on hell? There uh, is, uh, I, I read like a translated, uh, like, I guess, Colombian newspaper thing we did on the radio uh, show a couple days ago. And it was basically like all the translations and all of his threats is he's going to tell some, he tells every woman he's going to shit on him, which is kind of weird to begin with, but it's like, that's how it translates. He sounds like somebody that I probably wouldn't want on my, uh, on your bad side. So is El Pato army hammer also? He could be. I didn't even think about that. I, he, him, Joe exotic and uh, army hammer should uh, maybe get their own little uh, threesome or something. Or, or, or words his boy, John McAfee. <laughs> the former <laughs> virus guy, you know, that apparently likes to get shit on too. The scat king. Hey, man, I'd rather make a bunch of triple bogeys than, uh, than, than the opposite of that. I don't, I don't know. I just think that maybe somebody's out to get him. You know, maybe like the second best golfer growing up in Argentina somehow like made a shit ton of money doing something else like selling cocaine or smuggling drugs. And maybe he like framed him that that's my take i don't i can't get behind i think he's innocent <laughs> je's been victim shaming a lot on the show today yeah uh you know there's a lot of evidence uh going against him but i could see i could see like maybe something somebody pissed off about the uh what would be like the so the southern south american am or whatever what, don't they usually play that like during december it's usually yes. on at like 1 a.m when you get home from war or something yeah yeah, well, uh, so let's just hope that, you know, this charges, you know, he's getting extradited from Rio de Janeiro to uh, Argentina and uh, will be facing charges, I believe, uh, assault and among other things. And so um, let's just hope the best for Angel. And if he did do those, then I guess we can just forget about him and you can change your name. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you have to. I, and, I mean, at some point, you have to send Patrick Reed up there and maybe, like, help him, <laughs> have him do something. Maybe you can bail him out of <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so, Eddie, you want to stick around with us, do some uh, featured groups and give your picks? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Um, first featured group we got? Well, we're in La Quinta. Yeah, La Quinta. That's right. Okay. PGA West. PGA West Stadium course. I've played it before. It's a very hard golf course. <laughs> for us. And for, for us, not for them. Apparently, the course rating, I think, is really tough, right? Isn't it one of the hardest in the country, or is that somewhere else? Um, yeah, I shot like an 88 there and, and didn't play that bad. So maybe I just thought it wasn't that hard. Um, but yeah, normally they play this thing on three different courses. They're only playing it on two this year. So, um, COVID on the third one, COVID on the third one, it's all over the place. <laughs> they they um, got to settle down to just two courses that they can play. Exactly. Exactly. Well, fuck man. You can't even eat outside in California. So <laughs> that's true. They're uh, probably that they're even allowed in exactly so they're gonna have coachella this year <laughs> <laughs> so uh dua lipa <laughs> uh the first feature group you got patrick reed he's playing with the defending champion andrew landry words his boy and uh gary woodland a guy who's been struggling with some some injuries recently so uh gotta say that the first two guys have a pretty good track record patrick reed won here in 2014 andrew landry's got a he lost in the playoff and is one here. So um, I look at Reed being a pretty popular pick. Yep. I'm taking a pass on Reed this week. 
what, what's up with this course in the way that, like, it's been, you know, everything that you read, it's like a long shot usually wins. And, I mean, Landry's obviously played there, too, the last few years. Like, what he did, he won and then lost in the playoff. But it's kind of weird that it's been a long shot. And I guess it's because the fields usually aren't as full as maybe this week. Yeah, because, um, I mean, going back last year, you know, Landry couldn't have been – his odds had to be pretty long. The year before that, Adam Long, you know, a rookie – I think he was like 750 to one, but then the year before that was John Rom. So, I mean, there's been some no names that have won and there's been some of the best of the best, but obviously in 2018 when Rom won, he wasn't exactly, he was just kind of coming out. So um, I'm not on anybody in this group. I do think Patrick Reed's a good pick. There'll be some suckers that are on Landry. Maybe he can repeat what he's been doing. So um, the second group, you got the guy who won last week at the Sony. You got Kevin Na. He's playing with words, number one drug, Matthew Wolf. Ow! <laughs> and and the, the guy rounding out this group is Tony Finau, a guy that's looking to get off the schneid. Fuck Finau. He's in my burn book after the tournament of champions. I'm all over Wolf here. He I'm, hasn't played in a while. Um, I think Gankus is out in the desert with him. God knows what's going on. They've probably already smoked peyote. <laughs> I'd agree. I have to do something. I remember like walking around with him at that uh, Carson Creek during the uh, NCAA championships, and it's like, this guy is exactly what you think he is. Talking about George Spangler, he's just a weirdo. I'm, I'm taking Nah this week. I think he gets hot and rides it into uh, uh, into uh, PGA West. I love I it. I like that pick. I almost did it. I just couldn't. Damn it. Yeah, word, words made reference to that earlier as possibly Nah being a sneaky good pick this week. So Eddie's doing it. I like that. Uh, he's not a horse for the course at many spots, but. Uh, he can definitely get it around PGA West. Pretty wide. Like he, he's a little bit of a – he has a little bit of a Charles Howland. And obviously, he's won a little bit more. He hasn't made a million dollars in the last 20 years. But it seems like every week you look up and it's like, huh, Kevin Nob's going to get a you know, $300,000 check this weekend. Good, good work on his part. Yeah, I, I kind of want a Kevin Nod documentary now that I think about it. Him turning pro at 17 and his parents moving to the United States from South Korea. I mean, I wonder what that backstory is like. To, Kevin! Kevin Kanata! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he lived in Vegas for a while, right? Yeah, he's an MGM guy. Right. Uh, the, the third featured group, you got Cameron Champ playing with Brooks Kepka, a guy who's making, uh, you know, his second start since, you know, he, what he played? He, play, he played all right at the Masters, but... Uh, the other guy in this group, Paul Casey. Paul. Um, He's just going to be happy to be there, smiling all the way around the course, probably going to make a good good chunk of change. Johnny Long talks made a couple of really funny jokes out there. And he can make some birdies. I think, you know, Paul Casey might, might be able to make a lot of birdies, but uh, I didn't like him enough. You know, Brooks Kepka it was kind of funny. They asked him what he expected this week. So, of course, you know, Brooks was like, well, winning. But, uh, you know. I heard 20th place makes pretty decent money, kind of making a reference to what Kevin Kisner said last week. So um, I think Brooks is still just trying to dust some of the rust off uh, ever since, you know, he really played all right in the Masters. But other than that, he hadn't, he's been fighting the, the knee issues. Um, I think he said what would define a good season for him this year. And what he said was a couple wins, a couple majors. So Br Brooks is talking the talk. Let's see if he can walk the walk. I don't know. Standard. I don't even really like golf. He's playing Strixon on now, though. I like that. Ugh, he's doomed. <laughs> uh, not on, not on any of these guys either. So, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not either. I am kind of interested to see what kind of year Brooks Koepka has, just for the fact that he's 
going to be unsufferable if he does win a lot, which I kind of like in a way, strangely. Yes. Like, I would think that I hate him. But, I mean, I'm, I can live with Brooks Kepke getting out a lot more than I could live with some other guys out there. Agreed. Agreed. He only had two top tens last year also. I mean, he – I mean, yes, he was injured, but it was a shitty year pretty much up and down for him last year. So it is, it is going to be uh, an interesting storyline going forward for the season. I was, I was just going to say, it's going to be interesting to see what Cameron Champ turns into, too. I feel like he's always been close, but like, you turn on the golf channel and he doesn't – he won't get talked about – he'll get talked about, like, for three minutes, maybe Brando Chamblee will throw him a bone. But other than that, it's like nothing. Yeah, they can't talk about him because he's longer than Bryson. Bryson has to be the longest guy out here, damn it. It can't be this little skinny guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. I, I do think that the guy's got game. He's won a couple times on tour, and he's effortlessly long. He's not having to go through all this other bullshit Bryson is. Hipsy. So. Hipsy hustle. Um, all right, the fourth and final feature group. You got the California kid, a guy who I think is the betting favorite now that John Rom dropped out. Patrick Cantlay, he's playing with – just the guy that needs to get on the senior tour now and get out of everyone else's fucking life, Phil Mickelson. Uh, and then Ricky Fowler, a guy that is, again, used to be good. Used to be good, and something's going on there. So he got married. He needs to figure out his shit quick. It's truly unbelievable to me that Ricky's what, – what's he at now in the uh, World Golf Rankings? Isn't he outside of the top 50? Yeah. Yeah, he is. So uh, – He just – I mean, this is a place, though, that he, he will obviously will play well and probably, I would think, compete, and I'll probably end up taking him just because of that. And then I'll look like an idiot when he goes out and shoots, like, 73, 74 and sitting at home at the weekend with his, uh, his boy, uh, Jordan Speed. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't pick Patrick Cantlay words. I know that you probably aren't because you picked him at the Century Tournament of Champions. Did I? Fuck, yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah, or are you on him? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, obviously not picking Phil or Ricky. So, uh, anybody you like in this group, Eddie? No, I don't think that I'm going to end up taking anybody. Where are you guys though, as far as Patrick Cantlay goes? Because I have talked to people that knew him at a younger age that said he is the biggest prick in the entire world. <laughs> good. That means, that means he's focused. <laughs> that means he's going to be a good player, he's probably good. a good career. Good <laughs> exactly. Oh no, I, I just can't get over some of the stories I've heard before just as far as like him just being a huge douchebag. Do you have any you want to share? Spill the tea. (laughs) Nothing in general, just like he's just a just a kind of an asshole. A quiet prick. I guess there's probably people that would say that about me, so maybe I respect (laughs) him. Maybe I just don't want to let him into my heart. Have you seen the have you seen the picture of him with like the four chicks around him at the pool? The four sixes? That's pretty fucking awesome. (laughs) The the blonde chick in that was pretty hot though. Um, man, I, I think Patrick Cantlay is a guy that's going to, you know, I don't want to call him Dustin Johnson anyway, but I do think he's the kind of guy that could rattle off like a win every season for 10 years, you know, something like that. Um, he's a really good player. I think he's focused. It's just, it doesn't seem like he wears that give a fuck very much similar to DJ. Like he's a good player and I don't know what's holding him back, but I do think he's a perennial top 10 player in the world for a while. So maybe that's pretty too high a praise, but I thought about picking him this week. But I'd rather he be on the Ryder Cup team than Kevin Na. I'll say that. Okay. So really, all we have right now is both uh, uh, Eddie's on Kevin Na, you're on Matthew Wolf. So um, I guess I'll go ahead and I'll give my first pick. 
Um, it's not very, you know, predictable. Actually, it fucking is. Um, I'm going with a guy that is probably the second betting favorite. A guy that I know that you're going to be on words. Eddie, you might be on him too. He bl- blew the 54-hole lead here last year. He's still looking for his first win. Uh, played all right in the Century Tournament of Champions. I'm going with Scotty Scheffler. I think he's going to be a super popular pick, um, but I do think he's going to play well this week. Yep, I'm on him as well. You called it. Still searching for his first PGA Tour win, is that right? Yep. Yeah, he finished third last year, like you said, um, and I think he's the best Longhorn on tour, so why not? Fuck it. Yeah, I'm right behind you guys. I'm following you. I'm following everybody in. I think and Scotty Scheffler it seems like he's one of those guys that he's a lot like now. When he gets hot, he can pile up the birdies. And at a place like PGA West, it seems like over the last, you know, decade or so, that's exactly how you win. So I, I like Scheffler, and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, some of those young guys get into a little bit of a – Sunday afternoon could be a lot of fun as far as making a lot of birdies and seeing those guys play well. Absolutely. Especially with Scheffler being a guy that's already shot 59 in his young career. Um, so we're all three on Scheffler. Um, so – Words, you're on Wolf and Scheffler. Eddie, you're on non-Scheffler. I'm on Scheffler. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and I'll just give my second pick since we already know your two picks. My next guy is a guy that, again, I think you might be on him, Words. He's a guy who has not been playing very well as of late, but here he plays fucking awesome. The only reason why he missed the tournament last year is because he was his wife was giving birth to their first kid. Thanks a lot. I'm going with the Canadian, Adam Hadwin. The last four appearances here tied for sixth second tied for third and tied for second so his track record here is fucking fire uh i'm i don't know if i like his play as of late but i'm going with his track record here i'm going with adam hadwin i'm on him too damn it can you tell me where he was born somewhere in canada moose jaw saskatchewan oh god guy from moose jaw he needs like a couple sleeve tattoos doesn't he yeah not not bad eddie you on hadwin too are you gonna follow our lead no, I'm actually not. I'm going to go back to uh, the college ranks and make me feel comfortable. And a guy that won there in college that is still looking for a breakthrough. And at some point, I, I do think he's going to do it. Or he's going to have to go caddy for his girlfriend. And that is Maverick McNeil. Wow. And, and was he Stanford or California? Stanford. Stanford. Okay, that's he, right. He won there, I believe, in 2017 in a uh, big college tournament. But I, I just feel like he's one of those guys. That, for some reason, I feel like those California kids play really well. When they're out there, I guess it's probably for all the obvious reasons, but um, I don't know. I'll take a flyer on my Maverick McNeely this week and put him in the third slot. And, and you, made, pick. you made the comment about his girlfriend. Is He's dating Daniel King, right? Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, perfect. You know, so, Marikawa, what's she like? <laughs> she's the, she's the, you know, like one of the best female golfers in the world. Um, but anyways, so that, that's your third pick. Our, my third pick, guys. And this is, a, this is a show favorite, Words. This is a guy that I'm getting at a huge discount because he was picked by 51 players last week. I'm going with Sung JM this week. He Ooh. had a bad week in, in Sony. I think with that many people picking him last week, he is a discounted rate. I think he's going to be way undervalued when he's one of the best players in the world. Going with Sung JM this week. Pulling the Sung J card tied real early. Two, two career starts here. He's tied for 12th and tied for 10th. So guy makes a lot of birdies. Let's let's do it. Perhaps he was hanging out with Robert Allen uh, Appleby last week out in Hawaii. <laughs> Robert Allenby. Yeah, yeah, I know that <laughs> he doesn't have the scars and bruises to show for it, but <laughs> Sung Jay doesn't strike me as a tranny type. 
<laughs> well, probably not. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe of Justine when she completes her uh, transition, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless her. Eddie, we really appreciate you coming on. We'll have to do it again. We appreciate your input on El Pato, and thanks for your picks. Eddie, thank you. You bet, guys, anytime. All right, brother. We'll do it again. Sounds good. See ya. All right, first guest picking segment. I think that went well, Jay. Yeah, nice to have some other input other than our dumbasses. Yes, thank you once again, Eddie Radosevich. I'm sorry, you're never going to be able to teach a Sunday school class again. Well, I, I will say, you know, I said our dumb picks, and I don't want to throw uh, any dirt on our fucking guest, who it was just a pleasure to have. But Eddie does sit in 117th right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beating Eddie right now? Hey, week two, bitchy. Week two, so. We're both going to fucking gain on your ass this week. Well, where it's actually, it's between you and I, it's Sung JM versus Woof. Matt, Matt Woof. So, oh. hey, talk about a good matchup. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. It will. Well, do you got any other words of wisdom for our lovely audience? Uh, no, but if you want to be a, a – if your dream is to be a guest picker on Hole and None, reach out to us. Let us know. We might get you on. Or pick well. We might invite you on. Who knows? Yeah, it's a very fluid situation. And shout out. Go follow our boy, Eddie. He's all involved. They in all, all fucking follow All Eddie. sorts of stuff. If you don't follow Eddie, you're living under a rock. So That's right. At Eddie Ratto on all major social media platforms. So thanks for coming on again, Eddie. Well, that does it. We appreciate you guys listening in. Give us a rate and review wherever you download your podcasts. And I think that about does it. Enjoy the golf and keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh, my goodness. Party.